Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the MMA Download Podcast. I am your host, Mark Steven. I'm coming at you today from Mexico. That's right. Um, it's been a week and a bit because I've been moving and, you know, I've been to the UK right now. I'm in Mexico uh, before we're heading to New York, where the show is going to be based from here on out after being based in Australia for a while. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got UFC 205, UFC 204. Um, we've got the fight night with Penn versus Lamas. And um, the fight night, which is tomorrow night with Lineker Dodson, it's going to be a great fight. So without further ado, we'll get into it. In the news this week, we've got Conor McGregor headlining UFC 205 against Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight title. I'm really excited about this one. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. It it looks to me like it's going to be a really competitive fight. Eddie Alvarez is not a pushover. Neither is McGregor, as we saw in his last fight against Diaz. And pretty much everyone else that he's fought as well. The UFC 205 press conference was no less than entertaining. It was hilarious. Conor McGregor always running his mouth. Um, I like the fact that he genuinely believes he's going to be the um, first two-time simultaneous um, featherweight and lightweight champion at the same time. He says he's going to need an army to take the the belts off him. Uh, If Dana White says that he has to surrender one of his belts, I don't think that's going to be the case. He's actually pretty smart in what he's doing because Conor McGregor, he wants to be the first fighter with two belts at the same time. And... It's smart because he's going to have to um, be the first person to earn the most money, you know, be one of the the top pound-for-pound fighters in all the divisions. And it looks to me like he's genuinely on course for that at the moment. It's actually amazing to see where McGregor's come from, you know. He was on top of the world um, until he fought Nate Diaz, you know. literally didn't think anyone in the world would be able to beat him. And he's overcome a lot mentally. And I think you could definitely see that in his last fight. He listened to his corner and uh, he showed a lot of maturity in that fight as well. So I think when he fights Eddie Alvarez, he's not going to make any mistakes. He's going to follow the instructions of John Kavanagh directly, and it's going to be an exciting fight because, like I said, Eddie Alvarez is definitely no pushover. He's technically sound, and he he brings a mean game, you know. He, uh, He got beat by Donald Cerrone, which is, you know, a fight I'd like to see down the line at McGregor because Cerrone McGregor is obviously also going to be an absolutely amazing fight. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen there within this division now. The lightweight division is going to be all shook up. Um, I think if McGregor does win and he really does have to surrender one of his belts, he's going to surrender the featherweight championship because there's not really too many great fights for him down there other than Jose Aldo. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, the UFC 205 card also has another incredible championship fight on there. That's Tyron Woodley versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I think that's going to be technically quite a sound fight with um, Stephen Thompson. I've never seen anyone with such good distance management like that other than maybe, I guess, Lyoto Machida. Um, with his striking ability. 
Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's come from a very similar background, point scoring, karate, and I can't wait to see how he's going to work out the plan, work out the game plan for the puzzle of Tyrone Woodley, who's got phenomenal strikes and he's got great wrestling and is someone that you, obviously is the champion. You're never going to take someone like Tyrone Woodley lightly. Uh, he's, he looks like a a welterweight hulk he's full of muscle and is a scary scary guy i think tyron woodley is looking to be the next long reigning welterweight championship but two fights that he's got to get through is going to have to be this one stephen wonderboy thompson and damian meyer as well if it happens that he does fight damian meyer it's going to be real tough because he's going to have to manage his distance there try and keep the fight standing because i'm i'm afraid if it goes to the ground against Meyer, he's going to have to do what he said and play real dirty just to just to be able to survive and keep his championship. Honestly, I think the welterweight fight is almost as exciting as McGregor. Oh, it doesn't have the same stigma about it because McGregor is McGregor and he is one of the all-time best smack talkers. He's in the most money right now, which a lot of fighters are really jealous of what they really want. Uh, they wanted to fight uh, GSP versus uh, McGregor. Apparently GSP wanted 10 million to fight McGregor. He's the one that's going to get fighters paid the most. He said it himself. He knows that. And um, he's going to have to, to work even harder to, to keep himself in the limelight, to keep winning. And like I said, the way he's going to do it is he's going to, you know, go ahead and listen to his coach, keep, keep to the game plan, show that level of maturity that he did in his last fight against Diaz and um, remain confident above all else. The, the one main strength that he has is being really confident. I know a lot of other fighters do have confidence, but it's not Conor McGregor confidence. Conor McGregor confidence is something else entirely. He believes in absolutely everything that he has. He knew that he could beat Diaz, which he showed when he did. You know, He knows that he's got the best coaches, the best training partners, the best style for any situation right now. Like his jiu-jitsu. People, a lot of people are saying that he's got not great jiu-jitsu that's not true he's got phenomenal jiu-jitsu like we've seen um before like against chad mendes he was he even though he got taken down he was still able to to weather the storm there as well and get back and still beat chad mendes at the end so yeah i think the future for mcgregor as well um if he wins is definitely a lightweight i, d I doubt he'll want to give up his uh, featherweight belt so easy but right now like he's playing the smart thing he wants to become the first two-time simultaneous world champion um featherweight and lightweight so so that he can you know break records make more money and just have that money persona which um Mayweather said that he stole the persona of, but he's not bothered because that's uh, that's what you got to do to make money in this sport. I, I can truly believe that. You know, it's um, it's a hard thing for a lot of people to make money. And with the new owners, uh, they look like they've got a hell of a lot more um, invested in in the sport than the Fatitas, who, by the way, um, did amazing, amazing, amazing things for the UFC and MMA as a whole, including getting the um, the New York card available because you know before uh, the legalization of. MMA in New York, they weren't allowed to hold an event there. So we've got a lot to, to thank the Fatitas for. And um, I think that with their sale of the UFC, it actually became one of the, the best things that they could have done for the sport because they sold to the highest bidder, which I think is becoming apparent now. They have the best interests at heart for the fighters, for the UFC and for the sport. And with the endorsements that they've been um, you know, the, the the ownership group, they've added 23 celebrities now, including Ben Affleck, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, 
Flea, Anthony Kiedis, like the Chili Peppers, The Weeknd, Conan O'Brien. You know, they've got a lot of reason to promote the UFC now. Um, you know, it's just going to gain publicity, gain popularity, gain legitimacy, which is the main thing that uh, is important to, to me because I've, since day one, said the same as, you know, Dana and the Fatitas, like they've wanted to see MMA as the biggest sport in the world with the most legitimacy, having the WME ING. Um, as the new owners is probably one of the best things to happen and what I want to ask all the fighters out there is you know are you up to the test can you do it can you entertain us we love watching you guys we we pay our money to see you guys and um, you know we're obviously gonna continue supporting you guys uh, so please you know make us proud do, do well and you guys are gonna get paid better moving on now that McGregor's fighting at Alvarez what's gonna happen with Jose Aldo well, apparently he wants a release from his UFC contract. So how's that going to work out? It's not really. I don't think Dana White uh, wants Jose Aldo out there saying that he's going to retire from MMA. The thing is, if they release Jose Aldo from his contract, he's obviously going to be open to offers elsewhere. Uh, not that I think Jose Aldo wants anyone else other than McGregor. Um, I think as well, uh, he's saying that a lot of the UFC has lied to him, playing him the fool. And he's actually threatening to go to court to, with the UFC to have his contract cancelled. But um, Dana White doesn't seem like he's going to, to do that. He said that, you know, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, who was also slated to fight Eddie Alvarez, who, you know, at the last minute that fell through after a whole dilemma, he's now going to face um, Johnson, which is going to be a really, really, really a good fight. I think that's going to be number one contender spot fight. And whoever wins, whether it's um, uh, Johnson or Nurmagomedov, then we're going to have a great fight against either Alvarez or McGregor. And the losers can face off on, on that one as well. So um, Dana White, after having solved that problem, he's obviously thinking that he can solve the problem with Jose Aldo as well. And I don't think he's really going to do that because Jose Aldo, it seems, is fed up with um, being fed so-called lies. Obviously, I don't, I've not been in any other conversations, so I don't know. It's just from what I, the reports that we've had. So I'm just waiting to see, you know, any more reports, see where this does go. If it does gonna, if a, a lawsuit is gonna get filed, I'll have to wait and see there. But I do think it's an interesting turn of events for uh, someone who was, you know, the featherweight champion for such a long period of time, uh, who came back after his loss and then did such a good job against. Frankie Hedger at the UFC to 100 and we'll just have to wait and see um, how it does get resolved if, if it can get resolved you know if Jose Aldo retires you know he's had a, a fantastic career and uh, it's been really entertaining to everyone so personally I wouldn't like to see him retire I'd like to see him keep fighting in the UFC there are still some good matches for him uh, at featherweight even if he jumps up to lightweight or if he wants to um, I don't think he can like uh, we've seen a lot of his weight cuts um, try and go down to bantamweight. I don't think that would happen though. So right now, I'd love to see Jose Aldo maybe even go up to lightweight. That's just my personal opinion, obviously, but I don't know. I, I don't see his contract being cancelled by the UFC. So you just have to wait for the reports in the news and the media and wait to see what's going to happen because Jose was the man for such a long time. Okay, but before UFC 205, obviously we do have um, Henderson versus Bisping, which is in the UK. The 3 a.m. time that me and Sam talked about so much last time, I think that's going to be um, amazing. It got sold out within two minutes, which shows the loyalty of the, the UFC fans uh, in the UK as well. Um, after having 
like I'm a British citizen, so I was born, raised and lived in the UK for all my life until I moved to Sydney, Australia. Uh, I went to the uh, UFC event, UFC 70, where Gonzaga knocked out Crocop with a left high kick. That, that event was amazing. It was full then as well, and that was back in 2007. So uh, I was lucky enough to be there, and the crowd went absolutely crazy for Bisping. Now that he's the middleweight champion, which I still love saying that because it's such a, such a good story, such an underdog story, and he's come, he's, he's you know, lost fights to guys that have been on TRT, that have been, you know, come down from heavier weight classes, and, um, you know, he's come back, and he's avenged one of his losses. He's, he's looking to avenge his now uh, against Henderson with probably the worst defeat of his life um, as the middleweight champion. Dan Henderson's an older guy, but he's still got it. Like, looking at the fight with, with Hector Lombard, it was incredible to see, like, just how well he dealt with him. He can get rocked still at, at Dan, <laughs> Dan Henderson's age right now. He can get rocked and still keep coming forward and end up knocking the other guy out with a back elbow to the side of the head uh, in brutal fashion. He's still got it, man. Like, uh, Bisping's got a tough, tough night ahead of him. And again, what he has to do here is listen to his coaches, not go not go in for the kill like he, he was trying to, not be scared like he was, well, what I believe he looked like at UFC 100 back when they fought last. And I think he's just got to take his time. He's got to have to stalk him. He's going to have to use his, his jabbing and the same boxing skills that he used to beat Anderson Silva. Um, which, uh, again, is, a, is an amazing feat. He beat Anderson Silva, one of the guys who was pound-for-pound pound champion in the middleweight division for such a long time. And, you know, no one thought he was beatable until Chris Weidman showed the world. And then Michael Bisping also showed the world as well that he can really be beaten as well. It's um, it's good to see. Like I, I just think that um, Henderson might be mentally tougher because of the way that um, yeah, Bisping lost the fight the last time. And to be honest, I think he, obviously Bisping has a lot more to lose because he's the middleweight champion and, and his reputation's on the line. And let's say Henderson does win. He said he's retiring anyway. So that's got to give Michael a lot more fuel uh, to be able to, to continue with this. And really sit down look at how to beat him and have that fire in his belly because you know if the middleweight title is vacant again he's only going to have to fight um let's say probably luke rockhold again or you know jacare is another huge fight for him um yeah the middleweight division is <laughs> it's got some scary motherfuckers in there so yeah i'm excited for ufc 204 i think it's going to be probably one of the uk's biggest events just for the fact that um, michael is the middleweight champion and the fans want to see him keep his middleweight championship um it's in england oh, he's a hometown favorite it's in manchester yeah he's a hometown favorite and he's looking forward to avenging his loss keeping his title in front of the home crowd fans this will be the pinnacle of his career and um i'm genuinely excited for for him and uh i wish both competitors the best of luck because uh, whatever happens they're, they're gonna entertain us i don't think i've ever seen bisping in a boring fight and i've never seen dan henderson in a boring fight ever either and um yeah, I genuinely can't wait for it. Okay, so in more news as well, we've got the fight night, um, Penn versus Lamas. BJ Penn is coming back again. Again! I can't believe it. He's uh, he's unstoppable. He keeps being scheduled to fight and then dropping out, and yeah, he's come back, and um, 
I'm, I'm excited. Like, BJ Penn, growing up, was probably my favourite fighter. And um, he's so well-rounded and diverse. And um, he's got incredible jiu-jitsu. Everyone knows him. It's the prodigy. He's been in it since, you know, the early days. And, you know, he's been in some high-profile fights. He's always exciting. And he's uh, obviously got a really tough fight now in uh, Lamas, who is, uh, who is definitely up there in the division. I don't, I don't see BJ Penn coming back to make a title run. I, I see him, you know, making big money fights. He's got a big name. He, you know, he can headline some um, great fight nights and um, he can put the star power on some of the bigger cards as well. I would, I would love for him to have been on the New York card, but that card's so stacked. It's ridiculous. It's so stacked. So we've got a lot to, to look forward to in, in the next few weeks. Um, and tomorrow we have fight night Lineker versus Dodson. Now that is going to be an uh, absolutely brilliant fight. You know, the main card, yeah, we've got Luis Smolka and Brandon Moreno, uh, Josh Bergman and Zach Otto, uh, Will Brooks and Alex Oliveira, and obviously John Lineker versus John Dodson. So that's going to be an amazing bantamweight fight. It's five rounds. And Dodson, you know, he's, uh, his last few fights, you know, more wins and losses. You know, he's, his last fight was against Manny, Manny, Gambur Manny Gamburian, um, where he won by TKO in the first round. Great fight for him. Uh, and that's obviously coming off of his loss uh, to flyweight champion Demetrius Johnson, which right now is looking like he's unstoppable. Uh, so I think this fight's a good one for John Dodson, but Lineker as well, he's coming off um, five straight wins um, in his last five fights. You know, his last one, uh, he, he beat Michael McDonald, who's not, not exactly a pushover, neither is John Dodson. I think this one, though, I, I honestly think that John Dodson might come away with a win. Uh, both guys are really, um, really tough, really well-rounded, and, um, and it's looking like it's going to be, um, I think, a, a third-round knockout. For, for Dodson or TKO. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to get submitted this time around. It's going to be high action, high energy, high pace. All the little guys usually are. Um, I say little guys, I probably wouldn't say that to their face. All the bantam weights uh, are usually the high energy, fast paced fights. Uh, on the card as well, uh, before those guys, yeah, Ill Will Brooks um, is making his debut. Uh, he's fighting against Alex Oliveira. Um, Oliveira coming off um, a win against uh, James Montazri. Uh, he won by unanimous decision, and that was when home fought Shevchenko. So that wasn't too long ago. That was uh, I was only in July actually. So that'll be a tough fight for Alex for Will Brooks. Sorry, Ill Will Brooks, who's you know he's fighting out of uh, Coconut Creek in Florida. So uh, it'd be great to see him in his debut. Um, you know, it's going to be a good lightweight fight. Uh, this division again, there's so much going on. The lightweight division is looking real stacked right now. There's a lot of people gunning for that that top spot. McGregor's barged in there, and he's he's looking to the you know to become the champ and i think that you know if these guys can impress you know especially will brooks he can he can propel himself up there get another high level fight it just depends how the fight goes he, he might win but he might be boring I, i'm not I, I doubt it you know like everything these days is about performance bonuses you know you're, you're in a, an entertainment job as, as well as a technical job and uh, there's a lot to work out so that is tomorrow guys i am going to post the um, the quick results on MMADownload.com. Um, that's all from me this week. I'm going to come back next week with some some guys uh, who do Taekwondo. Uh, we're going to have a nice chat to them and see what they 
you know the the martial arts landscape is like in mexico um and until then i will catch you next week guys and be sure to check back on the mmadownload.com website um i'll post the results i'll post my striking thoughts and yeah be sure to follow me on twitter at mark Stephen mma uh, that's me personally or at mma underscore download and um, we're now on facebook as well at mma download and you can yeah check out the website we're on itunes and i'll see you next week guys